Well, let me be one of those who wish you a happy St. Patrick's Day. I don't know if anybody's already pinched you because you're not wearing green, but I didn't want to be without my green. Now, I always struggle because I don't have a green shirt. So for today, I painted a little swatch of green so I wouldn't be pinched. But St. Patrick's Day is a, a wonderful time. It was a, a gentleman named Thomas Cahill, an author who wrote How the Irish Saved Western Civilization. If you've not read the book, it's just a little book, but it, it sure gives some insights to the person of St. Patrick. I don't know if you knew he was an Englishman. He wasn't Irish, he was English. As a young boy, he had been kidnapped and put into slavery in Ireland by some of the bandits that had gone to England. And so in that, we find that he sees a vision from God, and he escapes back to England. And while he was there in England, he was studying for the ministry, and he felt the call to go back as a missionary to the Irish and give them hope and understanding of the gospel of God. And so he did return, and he was a faithful missionary pastor in Ireland. And he has many legends about him. But I would encourage you to look at uh, Thomas Cahill's uh, How the Irish uh, Saved Western Civilization. Well, that's a rabbit trail at the beginning, but today, I look forward to spending time with you as we look into God's Word and we see what we're called on to remember. Let's listen to this passage as it is read for us now. Luke chapter 22 verses 1 through 13. Now the festival of unleavened bread, called the Passover, was approaching, and the chief priests and the teachers of the law were looking for some way to get rid of Jesus, for they were afraid of the people. Then Satan entered Judas, called Iscariot, one of the twelve. And Judas went to the chief priests and the officers of the temple guard and discussed with them how he might betray Jesus. They were delighted and agreed to give him money. He consented and watched for an opportunity to hand Jesus over to them when no crowd was present. Then came the day of unleavened bread, on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and make preparations for us to eat the Passover. Where do you want us to prepare for it? they asked. He replied, As you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters, and say to the owner of the house, The teacher asks, Where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? 
He will show you a large room upstairs, all furnished. Make preparations there. They left and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover. Why do we celebrate St. Patrick's Day? Well, it's to remember some important events. Now, our passage today is a little bit of that also. It's a remembering of some things of the past. But, but it's a great part. It's not just remembering the past. It's also looking towards the future. As we open up this passage, in verse 1, we saw, Now the festival of unleavened bread, called the Passover, was approaching. Now, you're familiar with the Passover, right? Oh, maybe you're not? Well, just for a minute, let me return to the story of Egypt when Moses went to Pharaoh and he called out and he says, Let my people go. And there were 10 events that happened, 10 plagues that it showed the greatness of the God of the Israelites, able to uh, strike down the gods of the Egyptians. And in the last, la the last plague, the last event was when the angel of death would fly over and would take the firstborn son of all who did not have the blood of a lamb sprinkled on its doorpost. It had to have that uh, lintel and post with the blood on it. That was the Passover. He would not claim that life because they had observed what God had instructed them. To take a unblemished lamb, to take it and kill it and use its blood as that peace offering before God. Now, you're already aware that as we look forward to this next month, we're going to celebrate the foreshadowed events. The Passover was, yes, remembering Egypt, but it was looking forward to the Messiah, the one who would come, the Lamb of God, who would take away the sin of the world by His shed blood. And so it's important that we remember those things about Egypt, but know there's still more to come. And we remember Christ's first coming as a babe in Bethlehem. But folks, folks, I want you to know there is a second coming, a critical aspect of we look forward to his return. It goes on down here in verse 5. It says, they were delighted and agreed to, have, to give him money. He consented and watched for an opportunity to hand Jesus over. What was happening? Right here we see Judas in the first steps of betraying his Messiah, his Savior, in some ways his friend, but he was turning him over to those who wanted to kill him. And here we find that there is a, uh, an attitude from Judas that I'm not sure, as Judas says it, 
I'm not sure, Jesus, you're doing the right thing. I think you need to be doing it this way. And so I'll, I'll take it. I, I, I'm going to move you away from what your decision was. It was a harsh thing that Judas did because he betrayed his Savior. And in that betrayal, Jesus became that sacrificial lamb. The lamb that was in the Passover, but the lamb of God that paid the price for you and me, that he was going to uh, deal with our sin for us. The suffering we would experience, he experienced on that cross. And so this Passover preparation is a remembering, but also a looking forward to it also. Now, it goes on, and it says in verse 6, Judas, he consented and watched for an opportunity uh, to hand Jesus over to them with no crowd was present. Now, I got to tell you, Judas was really thought he was well-liked by all those people who were against God, all those people who were standing uh, in objection to Jesus Christ. See, Judas thought the people applauding him for his action was a good thing. I want to warn you, when all the people are applauding you, be careful. Are you pleasing them? That's what Judas was wanting to please them. I must tell you, my goal is to please God. And that says, I don't care what other people are doing. I want to honor Him. Today, I pray that God moves in your life in a powerful way of what you remember and what you look forward to. All of these events uh, circle around the preparation Jesus had given uh, his disciples to go do. And, and he had instructed them certain things would be in place. But I want to take it more than just uh, the story of preparation for the Passover with his disciples. I want to take it to the place where it touches your life and my life. Because the instructions Jesus gave the disciples were kind of uh, uh, very precise. Certain person would be there, a certain animal would be there. He would go and they would get him and they would go into a house and it was precise instructions. The Lord gives to us precise instructions in our Christian walk with him. And here's the final part I want to encourage you with. In verse 13, it says, They left and found things just as Jesus had told them. When we have our time of devotion in the presence of God, there'll be instructions. And, and I want to encourage you that the things that the Lord speaks to us about, through His Word, through intervening of the Spirit, through a community of believers as we gather in faith, as He speaks to us, our confidence is that we will find them exactly the way He said they would be. Heavenly Father, today, may we learn to trust You, learn to know that Your Word is a, our confidence that we can be aware of whatever the circumstances, 
Whatever the trial we face, you will be there with us. You will journey with us. You will give us hope and guide us. Father, we pray that we be your children this day. Father, as that pig in